This is The Jerry Callahan Show. About uh, three minutes away from an entire summer of listening to people talk about what a choker Jason Tatum is and how he can't win the big ones. Uh, but he nailed a couple of threes. Uh, James Harden disappeared. Celtics prevail in Philadelphia, come back to Boston for a game seven, which I love. I, mean, I, I don't generally care who wins most games, but I like game sevens when all the pressure is on and I like the Celtics chances. Although you're telling me Ironhead is a seven and a half point line. That yeah. is, that is way too big. I can't, I mean, you could blow a team out and give up a couple of cheapies at the end and still only win by seven or six. And, and it's, you know, that kind of game where they're going to be fighting to the end I don't think anyone's going to give up. So I don't know. That seems like an awfully big line. Are you betting on this one? I know you're on a roll, Ironhead. I know you made some money this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing yet, though. I, I you can't. Haven't, you haven't finished analyzing, breaking it all down. Well, it's uh, a it's a defensive series because the over under set at 203, which is very very low for an NBA game. You know, that's that's the playoffs. Think about it. Guys like James Harden, they don't play defense all year, but they have to play defense in the playoffs, particularly in a game seven. I'll give you my expert analysis. We can talk about this later. We got so much to get to in this wild week ending this. Just, um, it feels like the, the earth is shifting under our feet this week. Just an absolutely insane week. Uh, but uh, it, I guess I guess the, the Celtics game, I guess the NBA playoffs is not the biggest story of the week. Not when... You have a president, a sitting president, who is uh, deliberately, intentionally trying to destroy the country. That's kind of a bigger deal than the NBA playoffs or NHL playoffs or the fact that Tom Brady's coming back. Yes, Tom Brady is coming back. He's joining a whole new team, not the Patriots, not the Bucks, not the Dolphins. He's joining a new team. We will tell you all about that. It's it's a very interesting story. We have uh, meltdowns all over the mainstream media because, are you ready for this? A news channel, a cable news station allowed the former president and the leading contender to return to the White House was allowed to speak. And uh, Democrats, the media, they don't like that. They don't like when you allow former presidents to speak into a, a microphone with a camera on that offends them. They don't like that. They that's, that's one thing Donald Trump does better than anyone I've ever seen. He exposes the media. He shows you their true colors. They are authoritarians at heart. The idea that the media, that reporters, that alleged journalists actually care about free speech, care about the first amendment, the, the free exchange of ideas that has gone out the window. We have fascists at heart. People like Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper and uh, Joy Reid. And I'll, I'll extend it to politicians like AOC and Hakeem Jeffries. They don't want you to have the right to speak. They don't like the, <clears throat> the idea of a former president. And again, the by far the leading candidate to get the Republican nomination and beat the empty husk in the White House. That guy should not be allowed to speak. We have an unbelievable rant monologue from Anderson Cooper. It is beyond anything you've heard 
from anyone. He's apologizing for his network covering the former president, essentially. It's incredible. We have uh, big news out of New York. Daniel Penny has turned himself in. He's going to be charged with manslaughter, and he's going to be convicted in New York because it's New York, not because he committed manslaughter. He didn't. Daniel Perry is a hero. He should be honored. They should. He should show up at City Hall, get the keys to the city, get some Medal of Freedom. They should have a ticker tape parade for Daniel Perry. Somebody stood up for innocent people, for the victims here, and, and, and attempted to stop the madness on the subway. And now uh, corrupt attorney, uh, uh, DA Alvin Bragg, is going to try and put him in jail. We got the, uh, the latest on the biggest scandal in American political history, a story that is being completely ignored by the mainstream media. It is bizarre. If you ever wondered, and I know we talk about this a lot, is journalism dead? Journalism is dead. Yes, journalism in this country is dead and buried. R.I.P. It's been a good run. But these are the most corrupt, dishonest people in the world, and they are covering for a corrupt, dishonest president. And they're doing it in the most transparent way. It's so strange. They're not even pretending to care about the news. They're not even pretending to care about corruption. This is incredible when you think about what we're watching unfold on on the big stage here. We have a presidential election in a year and a half. We have a campaign that's already begun. And we have a media that is not even going to put on a show. They're not even, there's no pretense here. They are lying, corrupt, dishonest, duplicitous scum. That's what our mainstream media is. They know our president is a foreign agent. They know he sold out this country. They have receipts. They've seen him. They have bank records. They have emails. They have the laptop. They have whistleblowers. They have Bobolinsky. They have it all. We know there's no debate. There's no argument. There's nothing. Joe Biden is a criminal. They know it. And their answer is they're not even going to defend him. It's just ignore it. Let's ignore it and hope it all goes away. I just looked at the uh, homepage again of the Boston Globe. There's a thousand stories on there. Not a word about the fact that the sitting president has taken tens of millions of dollars from foreign adversaries. (laughs) <laughs> even even better is the defense you get from some of this Biden stooges in the media, by the way, including Steve Ducey on uh, Fox News. Uh, you can get this if you if you want, Ironhead. Steve Ducey asks James Comer or, or tells James Comer that he has done nothing to uh, show a link to Joe Biden. I love this one. New York Times did this yesterday. There's no link to Biden. They haven't uh, connected Biden. <laughs> as if they find like a deposit in Joe Biden's personal account from the CCP, as if Biden didn't go to great lengths to cover his tracks. That's the whole point of a, of a racketeering and said, of, a, this- of an organized crime uh, syndicate, which is what the Biden family is. So let me get this straight. New York times and Steve Ducey and the rest of you clowns. Let me get this straight. Nine members of Biden's family are taking monies from foreign government, foreign governments, by the way, that Joe Biden was overseeing or pressuring as 
sitting vice president. Nine members of his family are taking millions and you call that no link to the president? <laughs> what the? Uh, and by the way, we have Hunter Biden saying flat out that he has to give half his salary to his father. So the money's going into Hunter Biden's account. And as we know, Hunter's girlfriend, Hunter's wife, Hunter's mistress, Hunter's kids, uh, Joe, Jim Biden, uh, you know, Hallie Biden, the whole Biden clan, the whole worthless bunch are cashing in in millions and millions of dollars for nothing. A, there's no business. There's no product. There's no service. B, uh, they're Joe Biden's family. They have one thing, the Biden name. How in the, how in the world do you think they earned that money? Steve Ducey and New York times and Boston globe and uh, you know, Anderson Cooper and the rest of you absolutely shameless lick spittles. How do you think, what do you think the Biden family did to earn that money? Answer that question. You can't. And how can you say there's no link to Joe Biden when everyone in his family is receiving suspicious wire transfers from foreign governments, which they tried to cover by creating 20 LLCs? I can't even come up with a scenario where you could have more evidence. It's just not possible. There has never been a case this, this solid, this uh, beyond a, a doubt of a president being corrupt, of being a criminal. There has, it has never happened. I can't imagine how it could. Nothing even close to this. And our media has decided, you know, we'll just move on. Don't forget George Santos. Look at George Santos over there. Or let's talk about climate change or something. They used code names when they communicated the Bidens, these, 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 this trash family used code names <laughs> to cover their tracks. Uh, they used 20 different LLCs, as I mentioned, with very confusing names with attempts to hide the money from investigators, from James Comer and from the IRS. You don't get a better case, a more clear cut indictment of a corrupt politician this is an organized crime family, is what it is. Now, you can come out and, I don't know, defend it some way. You could say, all politicians do it or something. I don't know. You could say whatever. He was just trying to help his grandkids, you know, the ones that he acknowledges actually exist. He doesn't want to, you know, pay child support. Hunter doesn't for the one kid, poor kid in Arkansas. But the ones that he acknowledges, he has money sent directly to them. <laughs> and the New York Times says... No link to uh, Joe Biden. All right, let's do this. Yeah, let's get, let's get, this is incredible because I feel like a memo has gone down at Fox News. You know, obviously they got rid of Tucker. Obviously they got rid of Dan Bongino and, and others. Um, and they've just, they've changed the direction of the, of the, the editorial direction of the company. This is mind boggling. I mean, this Steve Ducey can't really believe this. Somebody's telling him this. Somebody's telling him protect the president. This is Fox and Friends yesterday. Go ahead, play it. 
said that the smoking gun were these financial records that you uh, were able to subpoena and got your hands on. They show that some of the president's relatives were paid more than $10 million from foreign sources between 2015 and 2017. Uh, and, and your party, uh, the Republican investigators, say that that's proof of uh, influence peddling by Hunter and James. But that's just your suggestion. You don't actually have any facts to that to that point. You've got, you've got some circumstantial evidence. And the other thing is, of all those names, the one person who didn't profit is uh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, bank statements, emails, texts, that's, that's not good enough. Uh, now we have... Uh, What's her name? Uh, one of the what, what's Biden's? Uh, I mean, Hunter Biden's uh, um, ex saying that she was indeed getting payments from Romania. Yeah, I mean, you you can't have more evidence, and you have a clown like this guy, Steve Ducey. His son should be ashamed of him, saying there's no evidence. Quick question: Why are they sending everyone in his family money? Why? Answer that. Steve Ducey, New York Times, why? You can't use your brain. Why are they sending it? And why would Joe Biden ever put his name on anything? That's not how crime works, you idiot. <laughs> you, you cover these things. Oh, this is reported by Fox. Mm -hmm. uh, divorce lawyers for Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Kathleen Booley, were aware of money, money hitting Hunter Biden's bank account from a Romanian deal email show appearing to contradict Bully's previous claims that she had her head buried in the sand when it came to Hunter's finances. So they were getting money from my Romania. Uh, Steve Ducey, why? Why? Because if, because his father was vice president. He is a crick, a crook, and a liar. He was doing the family business while sitting in the office, serving in the office of vice president. And I'll say it again. Uh, five days left in his term as vice president. He was in Ukraine doing business and then went to Switzerland to meet with Xi Jinping with five days left in his term when normal vice presidents are just, you know, cleaning out the office and making plans for the future. He was closing deals for Biden Inc., a brazen criminal organization. I don't care if the, if the media is going to cover it. I, some, I kind of enjoy watching the media just be clown themselves in this way. Uh, but I, you know, I guess you just got to watch Newsmax, which is for sure. For me, you just got to watch Newsmax. If you want to learn the truth, you ain't getting it anywhere else, which is remarkable. I've never seen, I mean, it's one thing to protect the president, to support him, which is what the media does, but to ignore the biggest story, one of the biggest stories in our lifetimes, ignore it, cover it up. These people, again, have no shame, no dignity. They are not professionals. They are not journalists. They're hacks. They're activists. It really is pathetic. But uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's, let's get to uh, the fallout from the fact that a cable news network, in fact, it is that is, that is the title. That's CNN, Cable News Network. So a news network on cable allowed the last president, the 45th president, to speak. They held an event in New Hampshire, a debate 
in my mind, it wasn't a town hall. It was a debate between the Democrat, Caitlin Collins, 31-year-old, little spunky, feisty 31-year-old versus uh, Donald Trump. Uh, it's It was certainly a better debate than you saw with, I don't know, Biden versus Trump, because that was usually three-on-one or four-on-one with the moderators. This was one-on-one, Caitlin Collins versus Donald Trump. He attempted to answer her questions. She didn't allow it, just kept jumping in and interrupting. It was reasonably entertaining. As I said yesterday, initially, I thought Trump was off his game a little bit. I gave him a C plus. Then I saw the meltdown from the media because they can't handle Trump speaking. And I said, you know, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. So I, I upgraded him to a, uh, to an A just because he <laughs> triggers these people like nobody ever. And it is something to see. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a media member triggered like Anderson Cooper. Now, Anderson Cooper is the definition of a lightweight. You know, he's never done or said anything that anybody remembers. You know, he's just a little rich kid, connected, obviously marginalized. He's a gay guy, a, a, a fabulously wealthy gay guy who is, he's been on TV like every day for the last 20 years and nobody's ever watched him or listened to him or heard anything he said. I mean, he's the ultimate just wallflower, just, just nobody, just reading the teleprompter, you know, and interviewing people and nobody watches his ratings suck. They've always sucked, but boy, was he triggered again, CNN allowed Trump on their network or Trump agreed to go on their network, give them a big night. They got three and a half million viewers that night. They won the night. Uh, people, you know, even if they hate Trump, they tune in because it is a spectacle. Uh, then immediately afterwards, as we played yesterday, they all melted down. Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, the whole, they had panels of like 72 people, all of them, Van Jones, David Axelrod, Alyssa Farah, whatever her name is. They all lost it. Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough. I think, did he cry? I mean, we played it yesterday. It was hard to tell. Did he cry? I think he cried. It looked like a, like a, like an aunt died. <laughs> he was some, he was devastated by the fact and and we went through it the whole thing yesterday that they were upset that Trump actually defended himself against a phony rape charge you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to just accept it when someone lies and accuse you of a rape that you didn't commit so he defended himself against that he said he would pardon some of the January 6th rioters which he should which every any decent pe- person would agree with there are many people who've been railroaded like Jacob Chansley and others, of course he should pardon them. He wouldn't say who he's rooting for in the war, like like it's some kind of game. He, t- he actually had an actual somber, adult, mature response to that, said, I don't want, I'm, I don't look at it as rooting, winning, losing. I want to stop the killing. He got a big round of applause because that's what lo- most Republicans think at this point. Enough of this. Stop this war. Stop the killing. Hunt like over a... I think it's something like 300,000 Ukrainians have died. And these clowns sit there like they're watching the freaking Rose Bowl saying, go team, go. And he says, no, that upset them too. He wouldn't say who he's rooting for. And they asked him uh, if uh, Putin was a war criminal. He said, it doesn't do any good to say that. That's a good answer. He wants to end the war. 
Could he do it in 24 hours? Probably not. But but I'll bet he could do it in a couple of weeks. He could end that war, demand an end. Hell, just stop sending the money. Say, there's going to be no more money. Let's make peace. That was the best part. That was, to me, the highlight of the whole event, the 70-minute uh, debate between Caitlin Collins and Donald Trump. But the remarkable thing is they, they're upset. People on CNN, who, again, had a big night, had a good ratings night for once, they're upset that it happened at all, that he was allowed to speak on their network. This is amazing, and I will... Uh, we can go through it, uh, 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 you know, break it down when you're done, but it's two minutes long. I, I've seen, I've watched it twice. I can't believe what this guy did. I can't believe what an absolute clown Anderson Cooper is. He's an alleged newsman. He should be, if he hates Trump, obviously hates Trump. He's a, you know, upper West side liberal gay guy from New York who hates Trump. They all do. So defend your girl, Caitlin Collins, say she did a good job. She argued with him, debated him. She lied a few times. You know, they went back and forth. Just say, say that. Instead, he says, I'm sorry we allowed him on the air. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Let's listen. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men. you stop right there? I don't know why this is, this is... He just said he's upset that Trump called a black police officer who shot an unarmed woman who was no threat to him, murdered her, a thug. You can't call a guy a thug. Why? Because he's black? Who decided that? Secondly, uh, I hate to break it to Anderson. You know, I know he's a really smart guy. I'm sure he went to all the finest private. It's not an adjective, stupid. It's, it's a noun. <laughs> he doesn't even know an adjective from a noun. And this is uh, the authority. That's not, that's not a big deal. It just annoys me that he's that dumb. But again, let's get back to his apology to the viewers. By the way, the viewers who tuned in just to see Trump, the viewers who would never put on CNN for any other reason. They tuned in because you had the man on. Not everyone loves him. Lots of them hate him. They hate watch, but they tuned in to see him. And now the man who works at that network is apologizing to the audience. Go ahead. He used many times to describe black men and call Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Galen Collins did trying to fact check him, it is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night 
That man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. <laughs> Do you think staying in your... Come on. <laughs> you have every right not to watch this network. Okay, again, this is a news network, so I assume I didn't watch this, in, you know, in what time, when it was live. But at the same time, they have the disaster at the southern border, right? They have the country being overrun. They have six and a half million people entering illegally. It's an invasion by design. So Anderson Cooper, understand, he's okay if you support the guy who's facilitating the disaster at the southern border. As we just said, the sitting president is uh, a foreign agent. He has sold his country out. He and his family his, his garbage family are taking tens of millions of dollars. It's okay if you support that guy, that guy, that guy who likes to sniff little kids here, here, that guy who's in the throes of dementia, that guy who has been an abject disaster for two years. Anderson Cooper <clears throat> wants, you, wants you to know you can support that guy. In fact, Anderson Cooper hosted a town hall with Joe Biden. And what did Joe Biden do during that town hall? He told one lie after another, after another. That's where he told everybody, if you get vaccinated, you won't get COVID. And, and Anderson Cooper, like the good little puppy dog, sat there and listened and looked up to his hero, Joe Biden, as Biden lied again and again and again. That's okay with Anderson Cooper. Just don't have Donald Trump defend himself against a false accusation of rape. Don't have Donald Trump say he'd like to release some of the people who have been railroaded uh, because of the January 6th riots. That, you know, they're QAnon insurrectionists. This idiot hasn't even read up. and under, He doesn't even understand how many people are in jail for nonviolent offenses, how many people are still waiting for trial. No bail, just kept in jail, kept there to rot because they're enemies of the Biden regime. I don't think Anderson Cooper, first of all, is not very smart. Secondly, I mean, he thinks thug is an adjective. Secondly, he's just a dyed-in-the-wool New York liberal who can't grasp the idea that people don't want four more years of this disastrous presidency we're watching right now. We'll get to the, to the border. But what a clown. Apologizing to the viewers who tuned in to watch his network because they wanted to hear what Trump had to say. Uh, again, one thing to say, you know, I disagree with him. I hate him. But to say he should never be allowed to speak a president? These people have lost their minds. And again, I'm a DeSantis guy. Great, great. We got great news on DeSantis. We'll get to. But this helps Trump more than anything. This really does. People, I think, are pissed off at what Biden's doing. They want revenge. I want to win. That's all I want. I want to win. And DeSantis gives us a better chance to win. 
I want to stop the lawless Biden regime. I want to save the country. That's why I support Ron DeSantis. But if you want revenge, if you want a reckoning, if you want to right the wrongs that, that these people committed, I mean, CNN spent three years talking about the Russia hoax, which was totally phony, totally made up. Three years, every night, putting on, you name it, one Adam Schiff, one liar after another. But they apologize because Donald Trump wants to release some nonviolent January 6th defendants and wants to defend himself against a made-up rape charge. That's a bridge too far for Anderson Cooper. But lying and saying Trump was coordinating with Russia to steal the election, that's cool in Anderson Cooper's world. I can't understand why CNN is failing. By the way, you know what they're going to do with Caitlin Collins? The the, the 31-year-old... uh, nasty woman, <laughs> nasty, mm. nasty woman. At least he didn't call her a nasty girl. Yeah. She's going to host her own show at nine o'clock. Uh, they're going to give her her own show and they're going to try. Maybe it's because of this, maybe it'll a big bounce from this. And she'll look like this brave warrior stood up to the evil orange man. And then the, the funniest thing is they can't believe the crowd. These are Republican voters. That's the whole point of a town hall. And they asked perfectly reasonable questions. You know, what's your solution to the high prices? He said, drill, baby, drill. They, they, they look like normal people. They didn't stack the audience, which they usually do. And that bothers Anderson Cooper too. But uh, you know what? I'm going to use, I'm going to use an adjective to describe Anderson Cooper. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Moron. (laughs) What a clown. Those are three adjectives, according to Anderson Cooper. All right. Quite a few. We gotta get to, let's get to the guy who Anderson supports, who he likes. The guy who would never tell a lie. Joe Biden attempted to open the border completely to the invasion. Uh, and a judge put, a, put that kibosh on that. Uh, we can get to that. And you're never going to guess where that judge is right now, who, what state that judge is in. We got Tom Brady going to a new NFL team. Yes, he's joining a team, and it ain't the Patriots. I hate to break it to Thornton Nation, but he is moving on, moving on to one of uh, the Patriots' fiercest rivals. And uh, Daniel Penny, American hero, has turned himself in. He's officially facing manslaughter charges. Man, these feels like the final days of a dying empire. It really does. We'll get to all that and lots more, but first, Some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book. It's called The Final Battle. Already a number one Amazon bestseller, The Final Battle reveals a secret war led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America as we know it. Horowitz says they're in our schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of the secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores or check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800 Newsmax. That's 800 Newsmax or go online to finalbattle611.com. That is finalbattle611.com to get your free copy today. I, uh, we were waiting for the invasion last night at midnight when Title 42 went away. Uh, you know, it feels like, what's, what's the difference? It's been kind of an invasion 
every day for since Biden took office, six and a half million people into this country, uh, millions of gotaways, you know, pounds and pounds of fentanyl and heroin and drugs and human trafficking and, you know, young girls with uh, who've been raped. I mean, it is uh, a price worth paying if you're Joe Biden and you decide you want to change the country's demographics. You want to bring in potential Democrat voters. You want to bring in cheap labor. It is. I say this every day. Oh, by the way, we're taking questions. We're taking comments and questions today. I look like a lot of people on the comment line. Yep. Yep. Putting them aside. You want to ask a question about anything that happened this week or anything. We'll get to that at the end. Comments and questions. If we can, uh, if I could shut up long enough and not go too long today. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to, got to keep me under I'm, it's just so much here. Iron. We got so much. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. A lawsuit brought by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's administration on Thursday against the Biden administration has stopped the Department of Homeland Security from being able to release illegal aliens into the U.S. if officials at the border are unable to deal with large influxes of people because of their overcapacity. Uh, Judge Kent Witherell of U.S. District Court in Northern District of Florida issued a ruling just a few hours before the end of Title 42 uh, was set. Uh, the, the, and uh, all you need to know is this stop the influx, kept them from releasing them. That was the plan, releasing them with a court date. Most of the court dates are in 2026. The, the illegal aliens are going to ignore those. It's just a way to release them permanently into this country and hope they vote Democrat, you know, when they get, when they get citizenship. That's the plan. Joe Biden is destroying the country to help the Democrat Party. That's all you need to know. It's that in its of itself is worse than anything Donald Trump or any other president has ever done. Period. That's how cynical he is. Again, girls are being raped. Uh, um, immigrant uh, migrants are drowning. Uh, border towns are overrun. Schools and hospitals are overrun. He doesn't care. The Democrat Party doesn't care. They're doing this by design to change the demographic, to turn Texas purple and eventually blue. That's it. That's what a that's that's the kind of person, the kind of party that controls the White House right now. They don't care about the suffering, the carnage, the 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 the, the damage it's doing to Texas and the whole country. They don't care. They just think these people will soon vote Democrat. That's it. The, the party means more than the country, period. It is the most inhumane policy we've ever seen on the border from an administration. They, you know, crying about uh, kids in cages. Well, they put kids in cages also. They're just going to release everyone. And, you know, uh, the cartels are loving this. Cartels are making twice as much from human trafficking than drugs now. They're just taking money from people, delivering to the border. And, uh, you know, if they're girls then they have their way with them. That's all. And some of them die. Some of them have diseases. Some of them drown. They don't care. Biden doesn't care. Mayorkas is upset at this, that a judge halted them from releasing tens of thousands of people today. How about this? I'm just looking at this. In Reynosa, Mexico right now, 15,000 Haitians are waiting to enter the country. Haitians. Now these people aren't real refugees. They're not real asylum seekers. Everybody knows they're not legitimate asylum claims. 
15,000 Haitians in Reynosa waiting to enter the country. Just come on in. They get uh, instructions on how to contact lawyers. They get a cell phone. From, <laughs> they get a cell phone. They get a bus ride anywhere they want in the country, Chicago, Boston, New York. That's our immigration policy. Destroy the country uh, as much as possible. That's Joe Biden's plan. Truly True, remarkable. Um, but uh, uh, I'm going to get to the uh, This is the Border Patrol Union, the Union of Border Patrolmen. They, I think they posted this this morning. Uh, no, late, uh, just before midnight last night, they posted a, a tweet, Border Patrol Union. This is by far the worst sustained disaster that any BP agent, active or retired, has ever seen at our border. And one man is responsible for every single bit of it with the worst still to come. And they post a picture of that evil smile on Joe Biden's face as he destroys the nation from within. The Border Patrol Union makes it clear that... uh, He's killing us. He's killing us. And that's okay because he's not Trump. Is this what 81 million Democrats voted for? Is this what you wanted? I, I, I really feel like grabbing my neighbors and friends who are Democrats to say, have you watched? Do you see the 15,000 Haitians? Do you see the 50,000 people waiting to enter our country and just, just completely overwhelm this, these, you know, the border towns, the hospitals, the schools, the police. I mean, just he's doing that on purpose because he hopes, he thinks they will vote Democrat and he wants a permanent majority. That's it. Politics over country. Uh, some, some of the Democrats are dumb enough to, to be, uh, tell the, uh, the quiet part out loud. You have Hank Johnson, who could be the dumbest member of Congress as a reminder. Uh, Hank Johnson is the congressman when we had troops on Guam who asked an admiral. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even talk about this without laughing. Uh, you, can, you can get this after we play this sound, but he's the one that asked the admiral. I think it was an admiral or general. If we had so many troops on Guam that the island might tip over and capsize. Oh yeah. We played that before. I remember yeah, that. It's a keeper. And the general said, uh, we don't anticipate that, sir. <laughs> a grown man, an adult, a congressman who thinks if you put enough people on an Island, it could capsize. <laughs> <laughs> we are not sending the best to Congress, but here he is uh, two days ago talking about why we need to list, open the border and let, you know, hundreds and thousands, millions of illegals into this country, give them phones, bus rides, clothes, food. Uh, and, and by the way, they're not, I mean, the Chinese, as, as we've seen, there's, there's hundreds, there's thousands of Chinese, young Chinese men coming in. Are they seeking asylum from political persecution? Of course not. If you really were seeking asylum, you'd seek in Mexico. You'd seek in the first country you got to from their, the, the land you're fleeing. Venezuelans are saying they're you know, seeking political refuge. They, they go through like six different countries before they get here. What about them? Why don't you seek refugee there? Because they don't get cell phones. They don't get handed goodies and bus rides and hotel rooms if you stop in, uh, in uh, you know, Panama or Costa Rica. But anyway, let's listen to Congressman 
uh, Hank Johnson say the quiet part out, part out loud, why we need to open the border wide open to the world. Go ahead. Grants to create crisis at the border so that uh, people come here and they are always subject to being illegal workers. Um, and we need to do something about that in this country. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you, if you turn them away, if, if all of them were uh, turned away, and then you, this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally, and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no, nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, homes. We would have nobody cleaning up in the hospitals. Uh, you know, <laughs> honest work that deserves an honest day's pay. Remember, remember those days uh, like two years ago when Trump was president and we had no food? Remember that? When the border wasn't open and we had no food. I remember that. In a hospital, I was in a hospital one day. It was just garbage everywhere, blood. I mean, there was nobody to clean the hospitals two years ago. I, I remember that. No, hey, nobody could build a new home. There was nobody to build a home because we didn't have any illegal aliens or we didn't have, you know, seven million. Remember those days, about, how about 30, 40 years ago when we didn't have a wide open border? I don't know how, I mean, I don't know about, about you and I, but I grew up, we didn't have any food because there were no illegal immigrants. We didn't have, I didn't have a house. I lived in a tent, couldn't build a house. My fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, tip over and, uh, and capsize. Tip over and oh, you got to get their response. I don't know if it's on that clip, but I, the the admiral, the general, just looks and goes, uh, "We don't anticipate, sir." <laughs> sir. Let's see. Hey, the guy's a general, and he has to listen to this absolute moron who's a congressman who thinks an island could capsize. That is a keeper. That until AOC came along, I'd say he was the dumbest member ever in Congress. But uh, all right, let's move. We got to get to uh, Brady and Daniel Penny, American hero. And the Celtics, uh, Sixers, Game 7. I love it. I love Game 7. So let me do uh, Shea, and we'll get to all that. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. Oh, we got to get the questions and comments too, Ironhead, but... Uh... Daniel Penny turned himself in this morning in a uh, Manhattan 
Let me get it here from the uh, New York Post. This was just, I believe, at 8 o'clock this morning. Yes, ex-Marine Daniel Perry surrendered to authorities Friday, 11 days after he placed homeless man Jordan Neely in a fatal chokehold on the F train. He was arrested on second-degree manslaughter charge after arriving at the 5th Precinct in Lower Manhattan just after 8 a.m. He arrived in a black SUV wearing a dark suit and black sneakers. He didn't speak to anybody. He was asked questions, and he didn't. He turned himself in. 24 hours after the Manhattan DA's office revealed they would pursue charges against him. Um, This pissed off some people because he didn't get arrested and handcuffed and frog marched in front of the cameras. This is so insane. Obviously, people are fleeing big cities like New York for a number of reasons. High taxes, crime, you name it, Uh, you know, working from home. This feels like the last straw when you're not allowed to protect yourself, when there's no cops because they don't want cops in the subway. It's a bad look. Or they defund the cops like uh, AOC would prefer. No cops. You have criminals, career criminals like Jordan Neely. Oh, I'm sorry. Beloved subway performer, Jordan Neely. That's what the media would like you to think. And you can read stories uh, about him without seeing any mention of the fact that he uh, recently broke the face of a 67-year-old woman, broke her nose and her orbital bone. He kidnapped or attempted to kidnap a seven-year-old child. He had 44 arrests, including four assaults, two on the subway, uh, at least three of elderly people. Again, for no reason at all, broke the nose and the orbital bone of a 67-year-old woman. That menace was harassing people, yelling at people, threatening people on the subway. And this guy, not just this guy, a few strap hangers, brave, heroic strap hangers, put an end to it. They took him took him down. He had him in a chokehold. Uh, when he finally submitted, they set him up, what do you call that, recovery position? Yep. Trying to help him. Obviously, he wasn't trying to kill him. Obviously, he was just doing what... what men are supposed to do protecting the women, protecting these 67 year old women from having their faces broken by this dirt bag. Sadly, Neely died. That's too bad. We have yet to hear uh, whether they, we've yet to get the toxology report, but clearly this was the direction he was going his whole life. I mean, he was just a bad guy, a criminal who liked to dance like Michael Jackson when he wasn't breaking the faces of elderly women uh, I would think a jury would be sympathetic to uh, Daniel Penny, the, the Marine, but it's New York and Bragg, you know, knows what he's doing. He, they don't, you know, they, 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 they defend criminals. They don't like people like this. Good citizens, heroes, military guy, white guy. By the way, if Penny were black or if Neely were white, it wouldn't be case. Nobody would care. Nobody would protest. It's all, as always, about dividing people along races. That's what Democrats do. That's what Bragg is doing here. He's hoping to get as many minorities, as many liberals, as many Trump haters on that jury as possible. Uh, Bernie Getz was acquitted initially on the criminal charge because people were fed up with violence or crime on the subway. Could be that kind of deal. But uh, we will see. We'll have to see. But he's going to be seeking to put this hero in prison. Uh, you are no longer de- uh, allowed to defend yourself. You're just supposed to take it, take a beating. That's all. Everyone takes a beating. But 
Good luck to Daniel Penny. We'll be watching. And uh, hopefully, you know, they'll call up that. Actually, they won't. I was going to say call up the uh, 67-year-old woman who had her face broken or the seven-year-old kid that he kidnapped. But no, we'll probably see video of him performing. The beloved Subway Subway performer on the subway. All right, let's get to, to Brady. Teased it enough. Here's the story. Brady is talking to the, uh, I always said Oakland, the LA Raiders about becoming a limited partner, a owner, which will do uh, two things. It'll mean he'll never come back to New England and he will no longer, there'll be no more rumors about him playing. Owners can't play. If he's an owner, he can't play. Uh, I don't think he's even thinking about playing again. I don't even think that's a possibility. I think it's just sports radio, you know, crap that uh, people like to throw out there, but he's not playing again. This is from Adam Schefter and Seth Wickersham of ESPN. Tom Brady is in deep discussions to become a limited partner of the Las Vegas Raiders, sources told ESPN, potentially his second foray into a partnership with the Raiders owner, Mark Davis. He, he owns uh, part of, what is it, the Las Vegas Aces, a WNBA team. I don't even remember that, but Brady became a partner with the uh, with Davis in the Las Vegas Aces. I didn't even know. Never even heard that. Don't care. But uh, discussions between the two sides have been going on for weeks and could soon be reaching a resolution. Sources say it's extremely sensitive and fluid right now. Brady's investment is expected to be passive, a source with direct knowledge said, and he would not have any operational control or authority over the club in business or football matters. Uh, and it points out Brady loves Vegas. I didn't know Brady was a gambler, but how about this part? Check this out. It's believed that Brady's 10-year, $375 million contract with Fox, which will start in 2024, would be unaffected by the investment in the Raiders. How's that possible? So he's going to own a team and he's going to do their games on TV, or maybe they'll just avoid Raiders games. But has an owner ever been a, a color analyst before or a broadcaster? I, I, I thought I was looking for that. See, cause he's got the greatest job in the history of sports. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to do one game a week for Fox for 37 million a year. And he's going to take, he's going to wait till next year till 2024 to start, which is wild. I mean, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be itching to get, get going? I mean, it's, it's a great gig. It's the best job in sports TV. And he's going to wait a year while he buys part of the Raiders, but he's coming back to new England on the first game to be honored and retire his number or whatever it is. The first game of the 2023 season, he's already reached a deal with Kraft, so we'll come back and do that. And as our uh, friend Bill Spiros pointed out, this has to be approved by the other owners. So he's going to have to play the game with the other owners. So if you want Kraft or whoever to approve this, maybe you have to do them a, a solid, which would be, I'll come back, you honor me, we'll have a big day, and then I'll become part owner of your rival's and I could just say from growing up that when I was a kid, nobody was hated like the Raiders. Nobody, not the Jets or Dolphins or Bill. That was the team we hated the most. We hated everything about them. We hated uh, you know, George Atkinson and Jack Tatum. And I mean, uh, just, uh, you know, they were dirty. They usually won. <laughs> we just hated the Raiders. The idea of the greatest player in history, the greatest Patriot ever joining the Raiders, 
little boy, Jerry Callahan, you know, little uh, 14 year old Jerry Callahan would have hated this, but I've outgrown that. I'm okay with it. Brady just probably wants to hang in Vegas and, and uh, have a role in the NFL. And I think he's found a good one. You know, Brady just knows what the hell he's doing, man. He's going to be part owner, broadcaster, jetting around on his private jet with young hotties and probably, you know, teaming up with Paige Spiranek. Paige Spiranek. That's coming, Ironhead. I think I think it, it's already begun, naturally. Yeah, you think? Yeah, he's, he's kept it secret. All right, let's, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, you're going to make your prediction for the Celtics Sixers on Sunday. I'm going to pick the Celtics to win, but not cover. How's that? I think they're going to win by 15. You're going to bet it? I think so. I mean, uh, obviously the big story, if they didn't pull it out last night, would have been Jason Tatum. We started, what was it, 0 for 11? If he sort of shot okay the last two games, they yeah. win by a lot. I mean, he came up big, clutch hits, so whatever it was, scored 16 in the fourth quarter, hit a couple of big daggers from three-point land. Yeah. He finished 5 for 21, uh, but uh, which was sounds bad, but... James Harden was worse. Harden was four for 16, 0 for six on threes. I always feel like this. I mean, I think Embiid will bring it. Embiid is a beast. I mean, he just hit everything. Played defense, blocked shots. He was uh, he was awesome last night. He scored 26, 10 boards, how many, three blocks. But Harden has to, A, play hard, which isn't always the case, and B, hit the threes. You know, he looked at the rim for a couple of threes and he just was not confident last night. If he's hitting his threes and Embiid's doing his job, and then those role guys, you know, all the Maxi and, and P.J. Tucker, they do their jobs, then Sixers will be okay. But Harden has to hit those threes. Uh, and, you know, the Celtics have to make it difficult on him. I think uh, I, I think it just gets easier for uh, – you know, for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and everyone in Boston at home, Jalen Brown's calling out the uh, fans. I love that. I love better, that. Yeah. They better. That was a bird move right there saying the garden's been okay, but we'd like to see a little bit more noise. But, uh, I love it. Game seven. It'll be intense. I think the Celtics will advance, but man, this series took more out of them than I thought it would. Um, but uh, they will move on. All right, let's get to the questions. We got a tooth couple. Uh, what do I got to do here? I do I got a store? Do I just go to comments? You can hit stored or stored, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Kelly, Kelly was uh, commenting, questioning early today. Uh, she says, uh, "Visited my mom and stepdad in Florida. CNN was on the TV, and they watched the View every day. They didn't know about Hunter's daughter or the entire Biden scandal." How do you wake these people up? It's a good question. It is amazing. This, you know, sometimes you feel like the mainstream media is not as powerful as it used to be, and it isn't. And people like Anderson Cooper and, you know, Joe Scarborough really don't have an effect, but there are people that live in a bubble. It is hard to believe that we have the biggest scandal ever roiling, that we have proof of what a scumbag we have in the way, and, and people will not know about it because the media is so corrupt. I guess... I don't know. Get them to watch Gutfeld. You know, maybe they'll find it funny and they'll get a little bit of truth. And uh, then they can watch Newsmax. Greg Kelly, that would be my advice. Greg Kelly, he's kind of funny too. He's good. Uh, Newsmax, I might be the only place left. Fox News, morning show, 
says there's no evidence. I still can't believe that. Uh, Jerry, did you have you ever had to interview Roger Clemens? Of course I have. Uh, is it true that he's the biggest prick in Boston sports history? No, it's not. I played golf with Clemens. I had to write a big, I got a cover story right there from Sports Illustrated that I did on Clemens. And I was with him all day and he was very nice to everybody. People were coming up to him on the golf course. He was nice with the fans. He was great with the Jimmy Fund. I mean, he could, he wasn't that bright. You know, it's not like he's a genius. He was just a redneck from Texas and he was a good guy around normal people. I was with him, his wife and uh, Eric, uh, What's his name? Former pitcher, pitched from Toronto and Boston. His wife was there, so he was completely surrounded by steroids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but he's he's fine, and he did a lot for charity. Not not a bad guy, although you know he. Uh, well, I'll, I'll save. I got a good Clemens story. But I'll save it for another day. Anything else here? Uh, these questions are long. Uh, it's obviously wanted Trump. They wanted the town hall to make Trump look bad, but it didn't. It helped Trump, and they're completely broken. That is true. He he breaks the media like nobody else, which I love. How are the Republicans going to take back the White House if they haven't fixed the corrupt ballot stuff? A good question from P. Murph. They have to do that. It has to be a priority. That's another reason I like DeSantis. He knows that. Trump thinks he can wing everything. He thinks, you know, he's going to look at my polls. I'm going to win. He uh, didn't understand how the Democrats won. It was hide and harvest. They hid, the, they hid their candidate, who was terrible, and they harvested ballots. And they used every legal or illegal method to get people to vote. That's how we got 81 million, because people who normally didn't vote, they banged on their doors, they handed them a ballot, they said, here, sign this. They have to do that. If it's legal in the state, then the Republicans have to learn to do that. Why is it biological men are playing women's sports, but never see biological biological women playing men's sports, says JC. I think that's an easy one. <laughs> biological men in women's sports are bullies. They get off on uh, beating up on women, hurting women. They, they are just... Uh, uh, they're just in it to embarrass the girls. That's why they do it. And they know that they got lots of people on their side. Okay, finally... Uh, <laughs> who's going to cut the grass on Martha's Vineyard? Would you vote for Kelly says, would you vote for RFK? I would not. He's a, uh, he's a fascinating candidate. I wish he would get to debate um, Joe Biden, but he's much too liberal for me. I mean, he's, he's great. He's, I wish he had a stronger voice and I wish he would, uh, he's getting 20% already. He's already done his job. He's made the Democrats uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He's my, my favorite Democrat for sure. He's the one who's gone after Fauci and the big pharma companies, but he's also, you know, pro pro abortion. He's also, he, he doesn't, he hates Trump. He's already said he would not accept if Trump asked him to run with him as his VP, he already said he would not, but he's a really interesting guy. He is tireless and he's going to, he's going to make uh, things difficult. Make things uncomfortable for Joe Biden, I hope. All right, that will do it. We got to leave it there for this Friday and this week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Don't forget, we need you to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend. We need subscribers. That's really important. And uh, you want some uh, some really, really good coffee this weekend, order up some Callahan coffee. Go to callahancoffee.com 
and get yourself a pound or two. <sighs> Thanks to everyone for listening and uh, commenting and uh, watching along with us on Locals. Thank you, Ironhead. What did you do for Mother's Day, Ironhead? Brunch? Big brunch? Uh, I think we're doing a brunch. Big brunch with uh, in-laws, mom, wife, whole thing. Yay. Bloody, Ma- Bloody Marys, uh, mimosas. Yeah, I want to do Bloody Marys, but I want the good ones with like the pepperoni sticks and the shrimp in them. Oh, I had the best Bloody Mary in my life. My friend made it uh, about a month ago. And he had, he said the key was Worcestershire sauce. That's the key, Worcestershire. He had a horseradish, celery, had like a shrimp. It was like a meal. I, I'm not a big Bloody Mary guy, but. I'm not either. This thing was fun. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it, a uh, little bit of, ray, a little ray of sunshine on a Sunday morning <laughs> is what it was. But, all right, everybody, have an awesome Mother's Day. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. And we will talk to you again Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.